What's up? It's your dude. Thank you for checking out the podcast. This episode is brought to you by nothing. Once again, there are no sponsors for this podcast. However, you could change that by telling your friends to listen to the goddamn thing. And if we can build an audience, then maybe I can get paid for doing this. Rate, review, subscribe, um, donate to the podcast uh, at the Anchor app or wherever it is you check us out. Rate, review, describe anywhere where you're listening to this podcast, please. Also, and for legal reasons, I don't have the rights to most of the music heard on a podcast. And that's how it goes, son. Uh, so, uh, here's the episode. Okay, bye. It's the Sean Bruce Podcast. Music, comedy, drugs, life. What's up, you dirties? It's your boy. It's Sean Boyles. It's Sean Boyles Podcast. How are you? How are things hanging in your neck of the woods? Are you good? Uh, everything's over. Everything's okay over here for the most part. Things are going well. Work is steady. Uh, work is abundant. I'm in a good place in my life. For the most part, the only thing that is sucking is not being able to do music or comedy. It is, um, I, 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 I feel like I might be echoing the, the, um, the statements made by a lot of the comment, uh, comics that I listen to their podcasts and, uh, where it, it, it's starting to get a little long in the tooth people. It's starting to get a little long in the tooth not being able to do the thing that you really like to do and um sort of sucks yo but until it's uh until it's a safe thing to do how about we uh uh maintain the course uh stay steady and uh, try not to uh screw anything up how about that um i did go uh, try to practice drums uh last what was it? Uh, Sunday. I'm recording this on Wednesday night as opposed to my usual Thursday night. And um, I went down. I went out to Oakland on a uh, was that Sunday or was that Saturday? No, it was Sunday because um, Saturday we went to. Um, what the hell happened on Saturday? Oh, Saturday we had the, uh, I went to uh, the drive-in theater, uh, the drive-in comedy show at Swiss Park in Newark, California, hosted by my, by my man and online nemesis, Mean Dave, um, and uh, per- co-produced by one Newark City Councilman, Mike Bucci, and headlining was Larry Bubbles Brown. Bay Area legend in the comedy world. He's been on Letterman. All right, he used to, he was on Letterman. I don't know how many times, but he was on Letterman. And uh, the man is just a uh, a gem when it comes to comedy. Uh, in talking to him, it didn't sound like he has done too much comedy. Uh, since the lockdown, but he went up there and he murdered. Now, the driving comedy, people honk their horns and flash their lights to represent laughter. All the comics that were on the bill, which was all females, it was all all female lineup except for Larry Bubbles Brown, and everyone did well. Everyone was getting good laughs, good honks, good lights are flashing. Everything's going fine until about the time that... Uh, Nina G went on, which she was in the feature slot, and uh, Mike Bucci disappeared for a minute, and he had to handle some business because apparently the police had showed up. Now, I guess they have a deal there at Swiss Park with the honking 
of the horns that uh, sound ordinance don't apply. They have deals worked out with the surrounding businesses. They have deals worked out with the residents that are near the area that there is going to be because a Swiss park as an actual venue. There's an actual outdoor venue there that will run until, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And so part of the deal when you got to move into this area is that you got to deal with the noise. However, somebody complained about the noise anyway, and the police had to show up. However, they knew that uh, Swiss Park can do whatever the fuck they want as far as noise up to a certain point. And the cops just kind of, hey, you know, we just had we had to come by as uh, as a have to. Uh, but it sort of freaked everybody out. But because Bucci is a nice guy, he made an announcement. Hey, if you can lay off the horn honking, uh, just flash your lights. So by the time Larry goes up, the crowd has been told to not honk the horns as much. And then Larry felt like he was bombing because he wasn't getting as many horn honks as everybody else was getting. And this dude was crushing. Me and uh, Dave were dying of laughter because he was just crushing. He even had some new stuff. He pulled out a piece of paper and stuff that he wrote down a few hours before. And most of that seemed to work. It was funny. Um, the dude is just a badass. He's a fucking badass comic. And I felt bad that he felt like he was uh, eating shit. But then after talking to Dave after, Dave's like, yeah, but he's one of these guys that always thinks he ate shit no matter how well he's done. So, um, well, he's just one of those guys, you know what I mean? Just always striving for the goods, always wanting to put on the best show possible. And if it is... You know, you always remember, you always hear comics say something about the, um, you know, they'll remember all the, remember the, the shitty shows, you know, they'll have tons and tons of great shows, but they'll remember the one guy in the crowd that had his arms folded and wasn't laughing, you know, a whole room full of fucking hundred people laughing their tits off. And the one guy that they remember is the guy that had his arms folded the whole time. Then you come and find out that the guy's deaf and he can't hear anything anyway. So, of course, he doesn't think anything's funny because he can't hear it. And then he's mad that somebody brought him to a comedy show and he's deaf. So there you go. That's that. Um, we got a um, potential first in the vice president realm of things if one Joe Biden gets elected. Uh, Kamala. Kamala Harris has been announced to be his running mate. Uh, social media went absolutely batshit crazy, uh, arguing already about if she's a good pick or if she's a bad pick. And um, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Seems like a good thing for women and women of color. Um, but that shouldn't be the sole reason why you vote for anybody. She's a former district attorney for California. And so that has a lot of people pissed off because cops aren't too popular and that's queen of the cops pretty much that position. I don't know. I don't know enough about her politics to know either way, but I would think that anything's better than the orange Cheeto Jesus. Um, so let's hope that all works out. And I've seen a lot, a lot of, uh, well, the Dems probably don't care about how they think do things because they've all they, they they've sank their campaign already by having her be the be the person and I'm like I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know anything about that. But I am kind of smart enough to know at least um that you probably shouldn't be doing shows in front of a ton of people that aren't wearing masks. And um, the Sturgis biker rally was this is, is going on, I guess, currently. That's a multi, it's a week or longer thing. And they had the big concert over the weekend. And, and San Jose's very own Smash Mouth apparently headlined or some shit like that. I don't know how much bikers are in a Smash Mouth. That doesn't seem like a very good combination at all. Unless the smash, unless the biker guys have you know grandkids and watched Shrek and and um, I don't know they can remember. Oh yeah, I remember that song from the movie that my granddaughter watched. I just it's just not smart, man. You just don't do shows. Don't do don't 
don't do something that is encouraging a bunch of people to get together right now. That's just dumb. It's dumb. A comic that I'm the local comic here in the area that I'm friends with on Facebook posted, and I, I hope, I hope he was kidding. But he 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 praised the best band to come out of the Bay Area, Smash Mouth, for doing a show. And I was like, best band to come out of the Bay Area? I hope you're fucking kidding. They're not even the best band to come out of San Jose. I mean, they're not even in the top 20 of... I mean, we're oh, it blew my mind. Of course, this is a younger person, so maybe they just don't understand the, the history, the rich, rich history of music that has come out of the Bay Area. Um, I mean, you can't, no, no, Smash Mouth is not even close to being the best band that come out of the Bay Area. Um, I don't know, there's a little band called Metallica that came out of here. I don't know. A little band called Journey came out of the Bay Area. A little band called Sly and the Family Stone. You know, Y&T. Big Brother and the Holden Company featuring Janis Joplin. Um, I I don't ugh, ugh. Not to mention all the under you know more heavier underground shit, High on Fire and Sleep and Neurosis, the best band in the world as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, just stop it. Green Day, got the fucking Green Days over there. Fucking Tupac and Too Short and E40 and Digital Underground. I mean, come on. Come on, Tony, 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 and En Vogue, and there's just uh, so, so many, so many. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I mean, Smash Mouth ain't even in the top twenty. Not even close. Smash Mouth, get the fuck out of here with that shit. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Chava, I'm talking about you and your stupid shit. Speaking of stupid bands, Nickelback put out a new record. <laughs> Why? Who fuck the literally, literally the most hated band. And yeah, and I've seen those things. How can they be the most hated band? They've sold so many records, blah blah blah. Yeah, they've sold a lot of records, but there's a lot of stupid white people in the middle part of America, and that's sort of where they cater. But oh, I can give a shit about a new Nickelback. But for some reason, it was all over my feed. Um, so yeah, and the, I, Pat, if you've been paying attention, I, I, I definitely said I was staying off of the social media, but I'm kind of full blown back on the social media and getting driven fucking batshit by all the stupid shit I'm seeing. And um, uh, I actually had to delete somebody the other day for. Um, Really going really hard on some ignorant, ignorant shit. Um, they called Black Lives Matter a racist institution. And this is a person that uh, um, I knew through my ex. And so uh, she was close with my ex's daughters who are actually half black and um I don't know. It rubbed us the wrong way. And uh, I just had to fucking, you know what, you're, I, I, I don't have a problem with you having your view. I don't have a problem with anybody saying whatever it is they want to say. Just, I really have a hard time with people. And we've talked, I've said it many times on here. Just have a hard time with people going really hard in the paint. With bad information. All right. You can't just start spouting shit off and not have any backing material or any sources. Or, in this case, someone that had a source from a super right wing, um, uh, something called the Daily Caller which is a very right-wing sort of news site. Um, it's like Fox News, but better writing. 
I was reading a few things and this shit was well written, but just again, propaganda and, and inflated stories and a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, basically they were talking, uh, her gripe was that, uh, black lives matter. Uh, she, she posted, first of all, she posted a meme to make a point. And the meme said something to the effect of black lives matter has not donated any money to help one black child put uh, uh, food on the table for one black family, uh, sponsor one black kid to go to college, all this, basically all this uh, money stuff where money hasn't gone. Um, If you know anything about BLM, that's not what they do. That's not what they're about. They don't fund African-American people to do or be better. That's not what they are about. They are they're 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 advocates. They are um, waving a flag and rattling the cans and and trying to shed light on police brutality in the African American community. That's their sole purpose. They're not trying to do all these other things that this meme was claiming that they hadn't put money towards. Uh, Black Lives Matter has been criticized for not necessarily. Um, having open books on where their money is being spent, if there's even any money coming in at all. Uh, but even with that, they don't. The money doesn't go towards that thing. Okay, the money doesn't go towards feeding kids and and educating children's. That's not what it does. Yet this woman found herself uh, needing to be critical of that through a meme that, you know, anybody can make a meme that says anything, you know. Someone can have a meme saying, Sean Boyles has a really big dick. And it could be a meme and that can go viral and everyone is going to think, no, I take that back. Nobody is going to think that at all. That's what I'm saying. You can make a meme and it can be thought of as completely ridiculous and that's it. And that's all it needs to be. I said, check your source because that's, you know, and then she posted a thing from this Daily Caller site. I said, this site is a uh, right wing propaganda site, Um, you know, cite a better source, you know. And then she got all pissed and angry. And and, uh, I said, you making these sort of statements like this sounds very ignorant and it sounds racist. And she said, are you calling me? racist and ignorant and i said it's just sounding that way when you are making these claims especially with little or no um source to 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 pull from and and then my um i call her my stepdaughter even though we were never married is my ex's daughter started chiming in on the thread and you know this offends me because here i thought you were you know you're close with my family and now you're saying this stuff and you know, I find what you're saying, you know, offensive. And and then she just was like, wasn't only, it wasn't even seeing the fact. Now, here's a woman that has, um, she moved out of California for a little while. She lived in, in I think, the Vegas area and was doing well uh, with uh, bridal shower planning or bridal, bridal planning, I believe, uh, wedding plans of, bridesmaids or something had she did some shit with weddings i don't exactly remember what the fuck she did um we were texting i once in a while just hey how you doing because i was friends with her as well and uh at one point she said okay you got to stop texting me because my husband gets really jealous and i was like well okay whatever um i thought that was odd because I, I don't know. I've always looked at things like if you have a healthy relationship with anybody, especially your husband, you've had friends that are of the opposite sex before you got married. Uh, why should your friendships have any sort of change in frequency? I mean, there's also there's respect. There's totally there's respect. But why does there have to be a full on break pump? And be like, hey, you know, we can't do, we can't talk anymore because my husband gets jealous, you know. So um, with this sort of uh, pretty ignorant and racist thought pattern, I started putting two and two together. And this woman lives in a very white town in the Bay Area. She surrounds herself with a lot of white folks. Uh, 
Her husband's white, and I know he just... I've never got a good vibe from the dude anyway, but so I would assume that he's, you know, in her ear about some shit, and I don't know. Maybe he's put planted some seeds in her mind to have her sort of think a different way than she might have used to. I don't know. Or maybe she was a fucking racist from the get. I don't know. But it was, uh, again... The reason why I was laying off of social media so I wasn't seeing bullshit like that. And here it is, you know, somebody that I considered a friend, now not because of just being too headstrong in their own stupidity. And so, and I really try not to go there. I really try not to let the asinineness of some of the people that I know. They go on the Facebook and spout off a bunch of stupid shit. I try, really try not to let me, you know, let it judge how I am considering them as friends. But when you start having a back and forth and try to be polite and just try to show some reason and say, I was pretty careful with what I was saying. I said, this sounds, I didn't say you are ignorant and racist. Of course, I said this sounds ignorant and racist. I was trying to be careful with how I was saying it. Of course, I should know better because nobody's going to take that as me saying that. Uh, no one's going to take that any different way than it as what it is. No one's going to think me saying that, that I'm not saying that they're ignorant and racist. Um, in fact, I even think I even think I said I... This sounds ignorant and racist, and I think you're better than that. And But she didn't see that part. She just said I was calling her ignorant and racist and mentioned it a few times throughout the, the, the thread. Uh, well, somebody on here is calling me ignorant and racist, so I guess blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, all right, be ignorant and racist then, you stupid bitch. I mean, what, I mean, what you, um, whatever, you're, you're, you're not... Uh, you're not doing the right shit. You're not saying you're not being on the right side of this. You're you're spouting out stuff that's wrong, and if you get called out on it, and you still are claiming that you are correct, then you are too stupid to want to be dealt with. Bye bye. But I, it isn't like you know if I see her on the street and I'm gonna hit her with a truck or anything. That's not gonna. Uh, that's not gonna happen. That won't be necessary. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, oh, for all you people, and I don't think all 10 of you that listen to my podcast, uh, are under this impression, but if you are anywhere near being on the fence of the COVID's not real, uh, it's a hoax. It's, um, it's not what they, what they're saying it is. And I'm not wearing a mask and. If you're on that train, uh, please, please think about what you're saying and do a little research and just look to your friends or look to your friends' friends because I have now, um, I mean, it isn't like I've been on that train, but I've known some people that have gotten sick, but now I have known, now I know someone that has passed away. And um, it really sucks because this was a good guy. It was a good dude. Um, guy I knew from high school. I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say I was super tight with him. But I have known uh, his brother was in my grade. And I've known his brother since like the second grade. Um, I don't see him around much. But recently was friends with this cat, um, uh, Eduardo. And uh, Eduardo Verial. Villarreal, I can never get his name quite right because I'm not Mexican enough to uh, <laughs> Via Villarreal, uh, Villarreal, uh, Eduardo Villarreal. Um, I got a fun story about the cat, and uh, just to let you know where I, uh, how I know the guy, and 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 what made me say, okay, this cat's cool. He's a good person. He has a good heart. And, um, you know, and just seeing his Facebook, uh, his pictures posted, you know, he's always doing stuff with his family and, you know, 
turned out to be a really good family guy and uh, just a, a, a beloved man. But uh, when, I, when I was in high school with the guy, so he was, um, uh, he was, I think, I believe two grades above me. So in my Spanish two class, this is Spanish two, Espanol dos. Uh, he was in the, so I was a sophomore and he was a senior. Him and his buddy Sal sat behind me. I I sat towards the back of the class. Um, and they sat in the row behind me by themselves. Uh, span our our Spanish class was right after lunch. So these two cats and they were you know definitely of more of the kind of cholo sort of vibe, you know the mad dog glasses or the lokes, um, the um. Ben Davis or Dickies pants, Converse, uh, Pendleton's, white T-shirts, creased, you know, everything creased, nice. Um, you know, the, the, the derby jackets, you know, very typical lowrider, vatos, locos type, cholo type cats. I've known them, like I said, I've known Eduardo's, you know, Ed, we just call him Ed. Um, Ed's uh, younger brother was in the same year I was. His his, his brother Ricky. We called him Big Rick because Rick was uh, a hefty boy, and he stayed bigger than the, as we grew. He kept growing, and so he was always bigger than everybody, and always had the. Uh, he was he was a big boy. He was just a big boy, big chunky kid. So there was Big Rick and his and his and his brother Ed. Ed and Sal had the baddest lowriders in the school. Ed had a uh, mid-80s Ford Thunderbird with Roadsters uh, fucking on the fucking ground dropped. Like he couldn't, he had to be really careful the way he came into the parking lot because sometimes some of these cats that had the lowrider cars at that time, they get stuck on the speed bumps. In fact, uh, Ricky's friend and our friend, uh, this dude Mark, had one of those B2000s. Remember B2000s? The Mazda B2000 mini truck. That was hot shit in the late 80s. This cat had one, and uh, he got stuck on the speed bump maybe once every couple weeks. And oftentimes, I was that's kind of in the area, the parking lot. The student parking lot is kind of where I hung out during lunch so uh, or before school. And so I'd oftentimes have to run out there and help the guys me and Ed and Sal and a couple other cats would often lift Mark's car off of the speed bump so he can park. Um, and then me and I think, was that what those guys or I think, or was that some other guys? We moved a guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we moved my friend Jesse's uh, little geo Metro car that he had. Um, we moved it two parking spaces over from when he parked it in the morning. So when he came out for lunch, his car was not in the spot that he left it. That's another story. Anyway, um, so I just I've known I know known Big Ed for a long time, and he was in the neighborhood. Uh, he lived a few streets over from me, uh, in the area Hayward I grew up in called Los Campos Ramos, and uh, he was sort of uh, definitely in that clique. Him and Sal, they as you know, outside of school, as far as I knew, they were kind of doing man shit. Outside of school, I never asked, never, um, never pried, never, um, never really knew what they were up to. But um, I don't think they had jobs, but they always seemed to have money because the cars were always dialed in, and uh, you know, clothes were always nice, and they were fucking baked every day for fifth period. Or was it fifth period or fourth period? I think fourth period. I forget what we had after lunch. But um, the period after lunch, they were baked. And they sat, But like I said, they sat behind me. And then during class, you know what I mean? They didn't talk to anybody. They didn't even talk to themselves. Sometimes they'd lean over to each other and whisper shit to each other's ear. But they were so baked that they kept their fucking mouth shut. And it was Spanish class. And they were going to get an A in that class just by default because they knew Spanish already. And they didn't need uh, Gringo Grande, um, Mr. Pritchard, 
who lived in fucking Bolivia or some shit for like two years, and that's how he learned Spanish, and that's how who was teaching the class. So uh, they weren't going to let the white boy fail them. So they did the, I guess they did the work, or I think Pritchard was pretty much scared to shit out of these two guys. Because, I mean, they sat in the back of class, they had their fucking sunglasses on, and they didn't talk to anybody. But once in a while, I would lean back and say some fucking stupid shit to these guys, and I make these guys laugh all the time. Um, so I just had a good rapport with these cats. Uh, and then one day in class, I don't know how or why or what happened, but an individual, um, I had said something snarky to some kid who was also a senior and he got up and came over to my desk and says, uh, why don't you say that shit again? Uh, so I could whip your ass is what he said to me. And my smart ass was going to say it again just because what I had said was pretty damn funny and made the whole class laugh. Um, but before I can get whatever it is, I, and I have no recollection of what I said to piss this kid off, but before I could say, you know, he says, you know, you know, why don't you say it again before I whip your ass? And, um, or let, say that shit again so I can whip your ass. And this is the first time we ever heard Sal or Ed say anything and I think it was Big Ed that said it he goes you're not going to do anything Holmes and the class went fucking bone quiet Ed turned uh, there was another Ed This was an, so there was Big Ed that said it but the kid that was sweating me his name was also Ed so now the story has gotten confusing so um, this kid that said the thing turned pretty fucking white after <laughs> Big Ed said that shit. And then he turned around and sat down at his desk. And I went, <laughs> and made the whole fucking class laugh again just with my fucking buffoonery fucking laugh. Um, so, moral of the story is Ed had my back. And um, I was very appreciative of that. Because I was a smart-ass little boy that would say a lot of funky shit. And I probably pissed off a lot of people, and I think I might still. Um, but fortunately, there was people that were very intimidating that I had uh, that had my back, and I didn't even realize it. So, um, you will be missed, Eduardo Villarreal. You were a good guy. And I hope your family is uh, going to survive, and I'm sure they will. So my condolences to your family and uh, all your peeps. The reason I am recording this uh, Wednesday night instead of Thursday night is because Thursday, tomorrow night, I am going to try to get to bed early for I am going to, on Friday morning, get up before the dawn breaks and me and the wife are going to take a drive. Um, my good friend, one Chris Larson, a.k.a. Ichi the Killer, my man from uh, when I was in Insolence. He was the DJ in Insolence and uh, he and his longtime girlfriend, uh, we're married over the weekend. They got married on Sunday in Seattle. Um, uh, Ichi, uh, Ichi moved up to Seattle last year. And as he got up there uh, and got settled, he proposed to his girlfriend, Allison. And they had planned on getting married down here in San Jose on Sunday. But with uh, conditions as they are, and uh, wanting to keep things safe and not spread any sort of sicknesses that anybody might have. Decided to uh, not have their ceremony down here in San Jose where all their, um, where her family is and all our, all their friends, most of. Uh, Chris, Chris has family up there in Seattle. That's why they moved up there. His, his sister lives up there. And they have uh, recently... Uh, uh, moved their mom from Japan to uh, to stay. I think he stay, uh, mom stays with the sister 
So he's up there close to, to his family. Um, so Chris is half Japanese, and that's how uh, we're able to get around Japan when I would go to Japan with insolence. Um, so we had a uh, on Monday we had a group uh, sort of Zoom uh, happy hour with a bunch of our friends and uh, in a celebratory Zoom happy hour situation, uh, wishing the couple the best in their nuptials. And so me and my wife decided, hey, let's go visit them. Uh, they have asked a few times for us to come up since they've been up there. What better time than now? Why not? Um, so, yeah, we're going to drive up to Seattle on Friday, Friday morning, early, early. We're going to get up, I think, at four in the morning. Like if we're going to go fucking fishing for fucking bass or some shit. We're getting up at four and um, going to brush it. We're going to pack the night before. We're going to spend Thursday night getting everything ready. Um I am actually going to take uh, my little podcast set up here. I'm going to take it with me, and I'm going to have a little conversation with my friend Ichi the Killer. And we're going uh, be my first guest on the SBP. How about that? So something to look forward to the next episode. The next episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast, for the first time ever in its history, we've got, we've gone 50 episodes. This is episode 50, mind you. And we've gone, and every one of those episodes has been me babbling by myself. And now um, I'm going to interview my friend. Uh, not really interview. We're going to do it Joe Rogan style and just have a conversation. Just talk shit for an hour. Um, he is right now in, um, God damn it, I wish I would have wrote it down and remembered what. I think it's called Cut to Cut. I think is what it's called. He is in a uh, uh, a DJ competition that is, uh, um, I don't know what do you want to call it, virtual or, or or just an online sort of thing. He had a he had to send in a clip, and basically the premise was musicality as a DJ. I think is what the premise was, and I believe they announced the winner, but we don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, I watched about, I mean, there was a lot of entries into this thing and we had it on, you know, we pulled up the YouTube and just let it play and I played all the, uh, like we watched probably 15 entries and it seemed like most of the DJs just showed off how fucking badass their scratching was. Um, and mind you, there was some fucking monster scratchers. I mean, the fucking, the speed and the technique and uh, a lot of needle dropping. I don't know if you know anything about DJing. Um, needle dropping is like when you literally pick up the needle off of the record and move it and drop it into another place like on the fly as to change the, 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 the sound or change the song or change the part of the song. And uh, I don't know if you know how a record works, but that little needle's got to be in that little groove. It's got to be land in the right spot to play the right thing at the right time. And um, there was a lot of cats doing a lot of needle dropping. So that's that's a fucking high-end specialized skill for the turntablist. Uh, but I'd have to say, at a, I mean, I'm not tooting. I'm not, I'm not, you know, backing my boy. And saying that, you know, he's the best because he's my friend. But based on if it was, in fact, the uh, category of musicality, his was easily by far the most musical. Just like what he was doing with his mixer and uh, how he was dropping in notes. And uh, and just it was very, very musical. It was like it was like a little two minute, like cool little song. It was like an intro a, a verse chorus sort of fi- I mean it was very very musical there was actually a tune that you can probably you know if you, if I listened to it enough times I would probably be able to hum the tune but his seemed to be a lot more musicality involved than what he was doing I mean he, had, he even had a badass fucking fade out like I just I just remember being super impressed at just how clean and how just nice it was it was just fucking nice it was a nice little piece of music it wasn't just guy playing a beat and just like there was a lot of dudes just playing a generic ass beat and fucking scratching ridiculously over the top of the beat. So 
with all that said, I'm going to drive up to Seattle. The next episode of the podcast will be my conversation with my man, Chris Larson. Looking forward to that. I think it'll be cool. And also looking forward to the drive up to Seattle. I've never driven to Seattle before. I've been to Seattle once, and it was on tour. We went, and it was raining really, really bad. It was sort of in the sort of uh, kind of into the fall, so uh, things were getting a lot wet, and wasn't like you can really hang out and check some shit out. We didn't get it, you know. We were on tour, so we didn't really get an opportunity. This was like one of the tours I did with the with Zed before I was an official member of Zed, and um, just. Wasn't uh, able to, we made a wrong turn and had to go through downtown Seattle. And, um, but that, that, I was like, I'm looking out the window to, to see if I could see anything cool. And we just like zip through for a minute, had to go down this one street to kind of loop around to get back on the freeway to get going the other way because we had missed our exit. Um, and where were we playing? It was like on the other side of the bay from, from Seattle. So, um, I don't know, from from downtown Seattle anyway. So uh, didn't really get to check it out. And we're going to be there for a couple days. So hopefully we get to check some shit out. I think there's a hike involved. We're going to go hiking. We're going to, you know, go check some shit out. And it's going to be rad for my wife, who's obviously never been there either. Uh, she's new to this country. So uh, to drive up through northern 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 california where it's all hella trees and shit and starts getting very green and drive through oregon and most of washington to get to seattle and i think it'll be a cool cool little ride I, like i said i've never done it before uh I'm just gonna fucking drive jack to see how it goes i don't know if i should go up five or if i should go up uh 101 but uh, I'm giving myself the whole fucking day. I mean, we're if we're gonna try to leave by 4:30 a.m., and I would love to get. A, it's a 12-hour drive from the Bay Area to Seattle, and if I leave at four and if we drive straight or leave at 4:30, maybe we get there around 4:30 or five. However, I would like to stop, take a break, get some lunch, uh, check some shit out for a minute, at least see something. So I'm giving myself as much time as possible to get up there to hopefully check out some good stuff. If you have a suggestion of anywhere I should go and check out on my way to Seattle, you can email me at Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com. And you can, um, let me know what I should be peeping on my way up to, um, the land of grunge. Grunge land, Grunge land, Seattle, Washington. Uh, reaction of the week. You ready? Reaction of the week. I do this every week. I react to the number one song in the country. And for the second week in a row, we got a new number one. So now the thing is working out the way I would hoped it was going to work out before. Okay. Uh, we had a, uh, a new number one last week, and we have another different different new number one this week this week the number one song in the country is a song called watermelon sugar by harry styles i believe and i don't know for sure harry styles is from a british boy band i think that's where he's from otherwise i don't know shit dick about a harry styles if that's not his get down then i totally don't know anything about no damn Harry Styles. So um, let's see if we got this ready to go. Uh, I had to move my podcast set up the other day here from in the, the shop where the underbelly is. And I had to move some stuff around and I got a new mic stand, a little sit on the table job. So it's kind of cool. But everything's in a goofy position, and I don't know if my fucking pad is ready to go. Let's see what we got here. Sorry for uh, the stall out on what's going on here. Oh, also, and I, uh, the other thing I did. See, it's not going to play the song. I'm out of fuck this up, son. I, um, I deleted, that was probably a dumb thing to do. I uh, 
so my my iPad doesn't leave my property uh, or where I rent from. I never um, I never take this thing out of um, I never take it out of the house. It stays here. So I figure, hey, let's um, let's keep it. Let's let's get rid of. Uh, I, I've been paying for the basically. I've been paying for a third device. So there's my iPhone, my wife's iPhone on the same plan, and the um, the also the uh, the iPad is on the now her iPad that she has is not on the plan, but she brought it from Japan, and it stays. Um, stays in the house and doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't leave. So she just uses the Wi-Fi in the house and that's it. That's all we need. We're ready to go and we're good. So she doesn't have um, any sort of connection to the plan. So if the, if, the, uh, if the iPad stays in the house and doesn't leave the Wi-Fi, I don't need it on the plan that I have. It it doesn't need to be on the plan. It can just play. I mean, all it does is it's a fucking. It's basically a jukebox. I use it for music, and that's about it. I don't really do anything else with it. Uh, I never take it anywhere. Uh, I'm gonna take it with me to um, to Seattle though, and I just pull off the plan. So when we get up there, I'm obviously gonna have to get it synced up to to Ichi's uh, Wi-Fi and. All right, here we go. Here's the song. It's ready. It's queued up, and it's going to play, and it's going to be great. And this is my reaction to Watermelon Sugar by one Harry Styles. I think this is ready to go. All right, let's see what happens. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening. And it sounds just like a song. I want more berries. And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out I don't I'm just glad there is no hate away. I had our snare. Thank you,
Okay. All right, Harry. Uh, interesting song. Um, uh, very poppy, very super catchy. Um, but uh, I don't know. Short, short song too. Only bare, not even three minutes long, which is nice. Get in and get out. Don't fuck around, dude. But um. I mean, Duke could actually sing. It didn't sound like there was any uh, sort of fuckery with the voice. It sounded like his natural voice for the most part. It didn't sound like it was, uh, you know, trumped up with um, all the normal bullshit that they put, you know, put on songs now with the with the vocoders and the pitch shifting and all the fuckery that goes on with songs. It's nice to hear a song sort of. As the song is. How about that? That's nice. It's good for the kids. Um, and I believe he's a young dude, right? Like, he was in a boy, like boy band, but they were like little kids or young, young kids, right? That shit could have been fucking 15 years ago for all I know. Because I know nothing. But uh, not a not a terrible song, I guess. Doesn't do much for me. Doesn't get my boogie shoes moving, but... What does these days, really? Uh, not much. Not much at all. Um, all right, well, that's fucking, it is what it is. But who's buying that, though? Like, what kind of person is into that? Like, um, what, t- like, who, who are you as a, as a people that is into a song like that? Like, where, like, where? What do you, what's your get down? What, what do you do? What are you into? What's your, I'm trying to uh, stereotype here. Like what, what kind of person likes that kind of music? What kind of person is into very vanilla, uh, sort of, like I said, I don't know what, you know, where that song, like I said, well, I don't know what the hell watermelon sugar is. Again, I don't know if it's a innuendo that means something deeper than what it means. If he's talking about some sexy stuff, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're up to, Harry. Who names a kid fucking Harry anymore? Harry. Is that a hip, cool guy name? Is it short for uh, Harold? Is his real name Harold? And they just call him Harry? Harry. Oh, you got yourself in a thing now, don't you, Harry? That's my Hagrid impersonation. Not good. But, hey, what are you going to do? All right. I'm getting out of here. I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm over it. Earworm of the week. Earworm of the week this week. Um, This is a very stick-in-the-head, real hard sort of a song. Like... When I hear this song, it really locks in hard for a couple of days. Um, I don't know what it is about this. Uh, I wasn't the hugest fan of it when it came out. But there was always a little... I think I might have like secretly dug this song. And I didn't want to tell anybody that I dug the song. Because the kind of stuff I was getting into at that time... This was the opposite of that, or at least the kind of music that I was maybe starting to shy away from. And now this is, uh, I don't know, I just wasn't, if I would admitted, if I would have admitted to digging this song when it came out, there would I would have got some looks, harsh looks from the homies. <laughs> And when I play you the song, you're going to figure out why. But there was uh, maybe a couple months ago, there was a, a, no, longer than that, six months ago. My good friend Keith uh, had made a post about this band, and I believe this song in particular. Say, I don't give a shit what you guys think. This song is a fucking banger. And I was like, yes, because it's a good song. It's a good song. And this guitar player in this band was a fucking shredder. Super shredder. Fucking alien fucking playing. In fact, the, the guitar solo on this song is out of control. 
very um I don't know, very, very cool. Anyway, your room of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will um, I will see you next week. And like I said, next week will be a special episode. Maybe I even do it, fucking put it out early. Maybe there's a secret special episode out before next week. Very, very possible. Because I'm going to go interview my man Chris uh, or have a conversation with my man Chris uh, on Saturday or Sunday. So... Shit, I might turn around on Monday and fucking put this shit out before, uh, as I'm driving. As I'm driving out. How about that? Driving back from Seattle. Or Tuesday. Probably Tuesday. Maybe. Check. Check in on Tuesday. And maybe there will be a special SBP episode. All right. Earworm of the week this week is Wait by White Lion. How about that shit, son? A little White Lion for you. Now you can see why. I was afraid to get beat up. Uh, <laughs> little white lion. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, donate to the podcast. Whatever you want to do. Help me make some money off of this fucking goofy thing that I do once a week where I talk to the abyss. And uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Spread this shit. Make a post. Say, hey, I know this guy. He says some funny shit once in a while. You should check out his podcast. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. And I do, I feel like I know a couple of things, maybe about a couple of little things. But then again, I do feel like I'm a big dummy because Hayward Unified did not help me out there. So um, rate, review, subscribe, donate to the podcast if you can. Send me an email at Sean underscore underscore uh, Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com. And in the description of each podcast, I post a, uh, a link to the ever-growing list of songs that are featured on Earworm of the Week. This song will be on that list as well. I say good day, and I leave you with uh, Wait by White Lion. Uh, Keep it dirty, folks, and we'll see you later.